The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. I have in my hot little hand now a book, a historical book called The Irish Coroner. Death, Murder and Politics in County Monaghan, 1846 to uh, 78. The author, uh, Dr. Michelle McGough McCann, joins me on the line. So basically, uh, welcome to the programme, Michelle. Um, Thanks very much, Ivan. Tell me, first of all, um, what inspired you to write the book? Oh, um, well, I suppose what inspired me to write the book was um, my family's originally, as you can tell from my accent, I'm not probably from Monaghan, but my family is from Monaghan um, originally. And so my interest has always been in uh, Irish history, specifically around Monaghan and putting Monaghan on the map, because I think it's uh, severely underrepresented in Irish historiography. Um, but specifically to the Irish corner, um, I, had, I was lucky enough to come across a casebook, a very unique casebook, 22 years ago that was in private hands. And I used that to write a monograph um, uh, called Melancholy Madness in 2003. And what happened is after that time, I thought that's all I could possibly find about William Charles Waddle and his casebooks. But I was lucky enough to come across and find out that his famine casebook from 1846 to 1855 had come back on the scene. Uh, it had been hidden away and was now available at Clonus Library. And with that, gave me the catalyst to complete my master's in Irish studies um, and my PhD, which was the focus of which was this book, The Irish Coroner. Okay. First of all, what does a coroner do? You die by misadventure or some mysterious circumstances and there's an inquest and the coroner conducts the inquest and comes to a conclusion? Is that the way it is now and was then? Well, no, it's, it's quite different, actually. It's a, so in, we're, gonna, we're going to the 19th century here, and the primary duties of the coroner are to investigate the causes and authorship of sudden, violent, or otherwise unnatural deaths in the community. And what it's really meant to do is provide a sense of justice and social good, you know, find corruption, find murderers, and give answers for the community. But as I say that, one thing, there's two things to point out. One, not everybody had an inquest. So this is only in unusual circumstances. And also the coroners themselves um, were looked at with suspicion because you're investigating a death and it might highlight corruption, which isn't good for the local elite, or it might just find something that the local community doesn't want either. So the coroner is always in a site of conflict. And what is their modus operandi? Do they have a jury? Do they have investigative powers? Do they act like the police to find out the cause of death? Who do they take evidence from? Right. So it, again, we're, we're right in the 19th century. It's up until 1838, when the poor law is passed, the coroner is the only independent court, uh, pardon me, the only elected official in local government. So he's elected by, you know, the people. And so that can be quite a contentious role. Um, and it's also what he finds out again. Um, he conducts a jury. He brings people together. He has witnesses there. And he asks them questions. And what he's really trying to do is find a, an accurate verdict of death. But the pressure is always on the 19th century Irish coroner that their sole purpose should be to find a, a, a murder. They should find, a, and that's just not what reality was. And particularly, 
as the famine begins. Yeah, that, that's where I want to go to now, which is the historical context of this 1846 to 1878. The deaths at that time. So we're under British rule. Uh, a lot of a lot of injustice, a lot of resentment and the fam- famine. Just paint a picture of that era and Ireland. Yeah, sure. So you have, you know, we, let's start with um, April of 1846, which is when uh, William Charles Waddell um, is elected and a, a coroner in County Monaghan. And he's, it's just as the famine has already started. And what he's about to do is capture death really at the coalface. And so what's happening, you know, what's happening in Ireland, he's, is, you know, we see, you know, Robert Peel um, try to save Ireland with bringing corn into the country. You know, he's, he's gone very quickly. And what you start to see is legislation changes with Russell's government coming in and people die. And what's unique about the Irish corner and that I have in my book and what's unique about p- portraying a corner factually, you know, at the coal face of death, is you get those inquests that have that rich detail and very sad, painful information about restrictive local relief. People weren't getting what they needed and they're dying. So you see legislation changing and people die and you see restrictive local relief policies and people die. And what you also start to see is if you compare Monaghan and Waddell and the local elite in Monaghan to, say, Mayo or the South and West during the famine, you know, you see a lot of death reported. You see a lot of starvation deaths reported. But in County Monaghan, only a handful. So this suggests an agency taking place between the local elite, their politics, and, and Waddell stuck in the middle um, or part of that local elite, as he was considered. Was he a compassionate man? I think it would be difficult to say that somebody saw what he saw and wasn't affected by it. And I think that rather than just my opinion of researching him for 22 years and the inquest, I think the inquest speak for himself or speak for themselves. One, one, just one example. Um, he, this is how it worked. He would be to inform that there was a death and somebody would say, we want you to investigate it. But once he started to, it was up to him if an inquest was conducted. And to your question, there's an example of a man who was a beggar in 1848. His name's Bernard Rudden, and he was going around the neighborhood in Clark, in Clonusport Law Union, and begging for food. And and he eventually was found drowned. So there's enough uh, information while investigates. And what does he investigate? Not just why did he drown and. He, he finds out that there wasn't enough food for this man to survive, but also he brings the relief officer into the inquest, and he asks him a question, you know, did you know, did you know of this man? And the relief officer says, well, yes, he applied for relief. He tried to get in the workhouse. He wanted outdoor relief food or, you know, some supplies to stay alive. But he had a little bit of money, um, so his destitution was basically his own fault. So Waddle doesn't have to investigate that, but he makes a point of capturing it, and it shows that he was looking for corruption and what the wrongdoing of how the poor were being treated in Monaghan at that time. 
Now, I don't want to be uh, too insulting about Monaghan. It did produce Ardell O'Hanlon, but it's a bit of a rural backwater, really. And I mean, there's nothing special in Monaghan, really. There's drumlins, there's pigs, there's poultry. I mean, I was up there as Minister for Agriculture, but I wouldn't put it at my, my greatest hits, Monaghan. Like, you know, is Monaghan reflective of what was happening in the famine and with coroners in Dublin, in Cork, in Galway? Um, in other words, is this a fair representation of Ireland in the period and deaths in Ireland during this period? Well, geez, Ivan, there's a lot to respond to there. So first of all, I would think that the, um, audi- uh, the audience for the show might involve some Monaghan people who'd probably disagree with you. Yeah, well, I'm used to um, that. And it seems um, a little lots unfair. Lots of blowback with me here, don't worry. Okay, but a little unfair to combine your contemporary opinion of Monaghan with the historical context that I'm placing it in. So I really want to answer your question as fairly as possible. But what I'd say to be fair to County Monaghan, there were 200,000 people living there when the census was taken in 1841. And by 1851, there's 160,000 people there. And that diaspora continues, right? So if you bring it to now, there's 65, around 65,000 people living in Monaghan. So I guess what I'd say to really try to answer your question is that how is it different? Well, I think Monaghan's history hasn't been quite out there because so many people left. I know, just like everywhere else, that's true. But it's very difficult to recapture and rebuild when so many people leave. And I think that, that one of my passions of why I think the Irish corner and the research I've done is so important is, number one, it's so unique. There's nothing else like it in Irish history. And I think, I, I think County Monaghan doesn't get a fair shake um, and is absent in many ways from, from history. So that's what my... Well, so they're I, in the I, All-Ireland uh, uh, semifinals, although Dublin will probably slaughter them. But, I mean, the fact of the matter, my net question is, apart from that bit of... Exactly, yeah. No. If you read this book, will it be a microcosm, a representation of all of Ireland, or is this an outlier? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think that there's some things that are that are um, that help make this a regional, unique case study for for Monaghan, a regional history, but at the same time. It also offers an administrative history of the corner in Ireland. I mean, it's important, and the reason it's important that they survived is you had the police uh, service was broken down and rebuilt, and the corner's part of the magistracy in the 19th century. So it's, they're seen as kind of, if it doesn't go well for the administration, as an embarrassment. So I guess I'm trying to answer your question as best I can, yeah, but no. I think that it's, I think County Monaghan and what happens in South Ulster has its own, it has its own special qualities, but I encourage others to look at this as it, and they should, as a national book that they can use well, to well, hold up a mirror to their other counties. Having read the book, what, what I got out of it was the seeds of injustice and anti-British settlement sentiment are sown in this book. In other words, you had 1916 and, uh, you know, the War of Independence. It was what happened in the last 50 years in the 1800s fomented all of that angst you know, the, the religious discrimination against Catholics, the, the unfairness, uh, the lack of democracy, people dying of starvation. That actually 
is the best pretext and context to explain what happened subsequently. Would that be a fair summation? Yes, I think it is. I think that's very fair. And I think that um, I appreciate you summing it up that way because this, this time period of 1846 to 78, it's right before the land war kicks off. And you really get to see how life's changing. And you can see it through the inquest. You know, modernization is happening, but this is a society that is politically polarized. They are deeply divided, and you start to see that in the inquest and, and, and in the cases, in particular around sectarian murder, that start to come out. But yes, I agree with that. I think that's a fair summation. Okay, the book is called The Irish Coroner, Death, Murder and Politics in County Monaghan, 1846 to uh, 78. It's published by Fourcourt Press dot ie it's a lovely hardback book and it has uh, the aforementioned Charles Waddell on the front page and it really opens a dark chapter in the history of the island and the famine and so on my sincere thanks uh, for explaining all about the book and for writing it congratulations author Dr Michelle McGough uh, McCann The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.